Accomplishment Coaching is proud to present the following fine programming. Accomplishment Coaching, where coaches lead and leaders coach. AccomplishmentCoaching.com Welcome back to The Coaching Show with your host, Master Certified Coach Christopher McAuliffe. This is Gideon Coleman standing in for Christopher McAuliffe. Today, we are interviewing Rick Newman. Rick is a journalist and an author. Rick, you have written books on um, resilience as well as financial freedom. And the first place that I'd like to go in this interview is is connecting the dots between these two concepts. How do they relate? Look what's happening in the, uh, in the U.S. economy. And I started getting interested in this right at the end of 2008. I was a journalist covering... Uh, the financial meltdown and everything that was happening with the stock market going down, the banks on the verge of bankruptcy. And uh, since that time, um, obviously, the economy has recovered somewhat, but we're in a different era than we were uh, before the financial collapse in 2008. And arguably, we're in a financial different era than we were uh, sort of before the uh, turn of the century. Mm -hmm. And I think what is different today is uh, people need to be a lot more self-sufficient than uh, maybe they have gotten accustomed to being. Um, I, if you look at things, you know, the, it, the, we have fewer good jobs in the economy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if you are sort of sitting around and waiting for prosperity to knock on your door, you're going to be waiting a long time because, you know, we may have had a few decades when uh, the economy was strong enough that it sort of lifted everybody who was willing to work. And mm-hmm. I, it's not quite like that anymore. So uh, people need um, additional skills uh, that that no schools teach, and one of them is one of them is resilience, the ability to to uh, bounce back after something goes wrong, and the other is self sufficiency. You just cannot count on some company taking care of you. You cannot count on the government taking care of you. Can you cannot on count on things being the same yesterday as they were tomorrow? We got a lot of change. And the, the, the people who are going to survive and thrive in this are the people who have those two skills, people who are resilient and are self-sufficient. It, it's interesting because resilience seems to be um, a, a buzzword in our culture, and it sounds novel. But if you look at the time period you just mentioned where for several decades people could rise with the tide, throughout history, that's really an outlier. So I imagine resilience has been necessary uh for as long as humans have been around, what, what's your take on that? Sure, I mean, um, you know, by the, I, I, spo- I suppose by the fact that the human species still exists, that tells you there's some resilience built into uh, built into the human structure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are also some things that are new about it. First of all, um, we understand a lot more about resilience. I mean, we've we've been able to study it. I think that is a phenomenon of the last hundred years. Uh, if you think about it, um, we've, we've only had sort of psychology as a science for about 100 years, uh, mm. which means we, are, we, are, we study and we, we understand better uh, some of the things about ourselves that we just didn't used to study very much. Um, but, you know, we can actually uh, – people know enough about resilience now that we can actually teach it. 
Mm -hmm. um, and we can we can understand types of behaviors that cultivate re uh, resilience and, and types of behaviors that do the opposite, that might cultivate dependency. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think this is tr a trendy topic because there's been some very interesting research over the years. But that makes it no less necessary. <laughs> right. Uh, and, um, you know, this is just I think the b bottom line here is you will just live better if this is a skill you uh, are either lucky enough to have in some innate way or you can actually develop. And, and um, anybody can develop resilience. It's not like you're either born with it or without it. Anybody can develop it. And now that it really is under the microscope and we've analyzed what contributes to it, what takes away from it, would you illustrate some of the things that do cultivate resilience and that do dull it? Yeah. Uh, I, to me, this is really interesting. I'm a parent. My kids are now, uh, they're almost uh, going to be 18 and 20. They're both uh, in college. Mm -hmm. uh, and obviously, um, you think a lot about how to help as you're raising kids. You think a lot about how to help them get through difficult moments. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing that uh, the people who have studied resilience uh, seem to feel pretty strongly about is you really need to let kids fail. Mm -hmm. um, you need to let them. You need to let things go wrong. I mean, you, you don't let them fail in a way that would that would threaten their safety or their well being right. in any way. Obviously, but um, let them fail at small things and don't always pick them up. Um, let them figure it out. If they can't figure it out, support them. Um, you know, give them the tools to figure it out. But uh, it is really important for people to be able to fail. And then to recover from that failure. I mean, that that is what resilience is, and and we, it is a learned skill, just like math or reading is a learned skill. Um, and uh, small things matter. If you can fail at small things when you're young and learn how to overcome small things, you will you will get better at overcoming larger failures as you get older. And failure sounds like it's key, but it's it's not a matter of you know, going through life succeeding 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 and then hitting a roadblock if, if i heard you correctly um to to fail by small degrees recognize that it's not the end of the world you, you said recovery that sounds like it's a key component uh to learning from failure so that it doesn't simply crush you yeah well i mean failure is not something we usually orchestrate for ourselves i mean nobody wants to fail but for uh you know i did all this research for my book called rebounders um, it's uh, subtitled Rebounders, How Winners Pivot from Setback to Success. Mm -hmm. I interviewed a lot of uh, well-known um, people, some business leaders, uh, other people who have um, uh, musicians, people like this, people who have been through lots of ups and downs. And I, I asked them all, um, how, what did you learn from whatever failure it was? And um, how have you applied that in your life today? And mm -hmm. Uh, you know, these failures tend tend to be the times we learn the most. Uh, mm. I mean, um, you think you you know you think you're you think you know everything when things are going well, but <laughs> then something goes wrong. And by that, just by virtue of the fact that something did go wrong, that means you didn't know everything. You didn't anticipate what was coming. And uh, uh, these things you learn when you are working through a failure often are the things that contribute to your greatest successes afterward. And that's, uh, you know, that's what one person after another, you know, CEOs and other people told me uh, as I was asking them. So um, this made me think a lot differently about fail failures in my own life. And again, there are there are small failures and there are big ones and the small ones matter, too. You know, mm -hmm. so when something doesn't go right, 
one way to think about it is, all right, um, I, obviously I wish it didn't happen this way, but given that it, it did happen and I can't change that, what do I do with this situation? Is it possible there is some opportunity that maybe I'm not seeing right now? Does this perhaps open up some other avenue for me, something else I could do that I'm not thinking about? And quite often, I think you will find, yes, there is something you can do other than, you know, what we all want to do, which is complain about whatever didn't didn't go right and maybe even look for somebody to blame. Well, the way you describe it, it sounds like a cognitive muscle that you you have to train a lot in order to utilize it when it really matters so that you even recognize cognitive dissonance from a mile away rather than getting slapped upside the head by it. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, or muscle memory might be another way to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the way you, uh, you know, you can teach yourself to play piano or mm-hmm. somebody can teach you to play piano. I mean, so the, the di- what's different is... Um, you don't uh, you don't get to decide when to practice at failing. <laughs> you have to cut. You have to kind of practice in an opportune way when when something happens. But um, the fact is, life gives us opportunities every day to get better at overcoming setbacks because we all have small failures all the time. <laughs> yeah, you get membership to that gym at birth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And I emphasize small, small failures. You know, when you yeah. um, when you walk out the door and you forget something and you have to go back and you know pick it up and it takes twenty minutes out of your day and you're late for a meeting, uh, whatever it might be. I mean, things like this happen every day. And, um, you know, there's a sort of a, an element of um, mindfulness here, which is don't blow things out of perspective. But it's also, you know, I also think there is this element of, okay, something didn't go right. I'm now in a different position than I expected to be in. Yeah. Let, me, let me look around and see, uh, you know, assess the situation. And is there some way I can turn this to my advantage? Mm-hmm. Um, or at least is there some way I can minimize what might go wrong? And, uh, you know, quite often there is. One of the things that I see time and again in uh, my own coaching is that people really dislike failure, and a lot of them think of themselves either as someone you know fails a lot or someone who doesn't fail, but what I think most people gloss over is the idea that we are primed for failure by virtue of the fact that we can walk and talk. And I say this as someone who is uh, about 17 months into fatherhood. I've watched my son learn how to walk, and I'm watching him learn how to talk right now. And I can say with pretty bold confidence that no undertaking any adult embarks on is ever going to be as complicated as synthesizing all of the new information and all of the skills that go into those two tasks that become basic by the time you're a toddler. Those two tasks are so complicated that computers have still have a hard time doing learning, uh, uh, learning what a child learns by the time he or she is five years old. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you mean, I mean, the fact is, we. I think we, we, what the point you might be making is we we have amazing innate capabilities. Built with built within most of us, and uh, we just uh, sometimes we don't use them. And, um, and they're capabilities that are are built on bumbling and, and failing, and that's how you build them up over time. Um, we're here with author and journalist Rick Newman. When we come back, let's talk about um, what role resilience plays in the current U.S. presidential elections. I think that would be an amazing topic. 
I am Gideon Coleman standing in for Christopher McAuliffe. You're listening to The Coaching Show on WSRadio.com. Gotham Books presents Marriage Rules by Harriet Lerner. The book Martha Beck calls required reading for anyone hoping to interact successfully with any other human, not just for those in romantic relationships. Get your copy wherever books and ebooks are sold and visit harrietlearner.com to learn how to change your marriage today. This is Bill Gruber with BizVid Communications, a Southern California video production leader. We've been honored to sponsor, produce, write, and host many of the fine programs on WS Radio over the years. So we understand how important the internet and your website exposure are. As video producers, we know the tricks and secrets to incorporate video to increase your search engine optimization and business success. Visit BizVidCommunications.com to see what we can do for you. B-I-Z-V-I-D Communications.com. I can't speak more highly about Progressive Medical Center and how they've helped me get my health back, get my energy back. And Dr. Goley, when I first came to you guys, you found a thyroid problem and I had no clue, but that's really common with a lot of your patients, right? Underactive thyroid is the most misdiagnosed condition in the United States. According to the American Academy of Endocrinology, well over 25% of the population is not being diagnosed properly. It's because of the testing parameters. If you go to your traditional doctor, they could be missing a key component. If you have crushing fatigue, inappropriate weight gain, cold hands, cold feet, losing hair, lack of concentration, even headaches and migraines could be caused by underactive thyroid. At Progressive Medical, we get to the root cause of the problem because we are integrative, and integrative medicine is good medicine. We use a combination of medication, natural supplements, diet, nutrition, lifestyle modification, and that's what makes it so unique because we tailor it to your personal needs, and that's interesting because you are tailored. Yes, and if you want to get your energy back, be the most vibrant version of yourself, you got to get to Progressive Medical Center. I'm so glad I went. Contact them today through ProgressiveMedicalCenter.com. Hey guys, CS Keys here to introduce you to San Diego's number one health meal prep provider, Fresh and Fit Meals. With over 40 menu items to choose from, several pickup locations all over America's finest city, made and delivered fresh, never frozen. Save on time and money. Super convenient and improves the quality of your life. Just visit the website, freshandfitmeals.com, for all the menus and the pricing. Or give them a call at 858-805-5949 for more details. Remember, you are what you eat, so you might as well be fresh and fit with Fresh and Fit Meals. Cybersecurity is the fastest growing job sector. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup encourages kids to consider computer security as an interesting course of study and a valuable career path. Securing our eCity helps lead this youth competition to create interest and awareness among students and their schools. The San Diego Mayor's Cyber Cup. Learn more at securingourecity.org or call 619 630 2444. 